Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, and I am the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. The 118th Psalm and 24th verse says, Today is the day that the Lord has made, and we should all be glad and rejoice in it. And I hope that you are Traveling Pulpit family. I hope that you are embracing this day and enjoying it in the goodness of the Lord. You know, Traveling Pulpit family, I want you to know that there is a war going on. Even as I speak, there is a war going on. And I do not mean the war between Russia and Ukraine. I'm not talking about the war that China has against its own people serving God, the true and living God. I'm not talking about the war between uh, the United States and the rest of the world. I'm talking about the war within your mind. I'm talking about the war that is going on right now in your mind because we are at war. We are at war with ourselves. And it is so important, Traveling Pulpit family, that you understand how to properly defend yourself while you are engaged in battle. You see, it's so simple that it's a winnable war, but most of us do not apply the right equipment to go to battle within ourselves. Every single day, Traveling Pulpit family, we see on the news right here in America or around the world, depending on what new, what news you watch and what time you watch that news, we see something that gives us great heartache, discomfort, and sometimes even, and sometimes it even, even leaves us wondering why would God do something like this? Why would he do something like this if he is a loving God, if he is a, a God of peace, not a God of war? You know, it, there's always something that is going to bring our minds into the way of the world. And that is the questions that the world asks. But if we are properly equipped to fight the battle of the mind, then we realize that these things need to happen because of what happened in the garden. See, it always goes back to the garden traveling pulpit family, and we will always refer to the garden. You know, in, in the law of cause and effect, we are living in the days of the effect because of what happened during the days or the day of the cause. You see, the cause was the fruit. The effect was the eating of the fruit. The cause now is sin. And the effect is being a slave to it. So we have to be very careful, Traveling Pulpit family, how we embrace and approach every single day because we can embrace and approach every single day with our minds unprotected, being taken over by the enemy 
in battle, becoming POWs to the enemy, or we can prepare ourselves for battle and be ready to go fight the war of our minds. It's quite simple. It's quite simple. You know, the book of Psalms, the book of Proverbs, I'm sorry, the book of Proverbs, they're one right after the other. In the 23rd verse and seventh, the 23rd chapter and seventh verse, in the King James, it reads, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Talking about a man. I read the English Standard Version, which says, for he is like one who is inwardly calculating. You see, man is his own enemy. His mind is his own battleground and his heart is the prize that is trying to be taken over or is the stronghold that the enemy is trying to take hold of. You know, Charles Spurgeon had a quote where he said, how precious a soul is or a soul must be if God and the devil are both competing for it. You see, mankind has the very breath of God living inside of him, the very fabric of the creator's DNA inside of each and every one of us. And the enemy is doing whatever he can to destroy it. This is the battle of the mind. Paul has said that the things that he ought not to do is the things that he finds himself doing. And the things that he should be doing are the things that he does not do. Does that sound familiar, traveling pulpit family? Does that sound just like who we are as humans? This is why I think it was so important, so uh, uh, such a need for Paul to write the book of Ephesians. Not only to write the book of Ephesians, but to instruct us while we read the book of Ephesians. And one of those things that we have to read, that we have to understand, that we have to apply is the armor of God. You see, it is that armor that gives us the protection, but also the weapon to fight back with. We know that there is a war going around in this physical world. We know that. We see that. The news is telling us that. But what the news is not telling us is that there is a spiritual war that is going on with inside our own bodies. Now, that is what the news won't tell you, but that is what you will hear right here on the traveling pulpit. You will hear that we are at war with ourselves. And that if we are not properly prepared and if we are not properly equipped for this war, we will become prisoners of this war, meaning we will be cut off from the power of God. Simply because we are not properly equipped. We will be the one in which the Bible says in Romans that we will be given over to a reprobate mind. This is why it is so important, traveling pulpit family, that you wear this armor, that you share this message about wearing this armor. 
because not everyone believes that this armor can work. There are some who don't even believe that this word is real, but they look around and they see a world that is falling apart at the very seam, yet they will not believe that there is one who created the world and one who has died for those who believe that are in the world. But this armor, Traveling Pulpit family, this is how we combat the forces of darkness. This is how we combat the enemy and his cohorts. This is how we win the war by wearing this armor. Paul goes on to tell us that we need, need to put on the whole armor of God. He did not say that we need to put on a piece of the armor of God, put on some parts of the armor of God. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Because he has a plan and that plan is to destroy. You know, traveling pulpit family, I find it very Interesting that in the beginning, when there was a beginning after man ate the fruit and death came upon him, which was his beginning of understanding, but also his ending of all things. Satan never told the first couple what his plans was. He did not tell them then and he did not. He does not tell us now. You know who told us the plans that 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 Satan has, the devil has for us, our savior. Jesus, our savior. He came to warn us. He came to prepare us. And he came so that he could tell us how to get back to him. Him being the father. You see, before. There was Jesus presence in the world as a human. There was Jesus, the presence with his father through whom all things were created. It was God, the creator and man. They had their own relationship. They dealt with each other one on one. There was no need to have the son of God intervene because the relationship between the creator and his creation was a solid relationship. But we know how that has ended. So now Jesus, who is the son of God, has come into the world in physical form as a human 100 percent and also as God 100 percent has come in to show us how being a mediator between the creator, the father and the creation, which is the man. He has come in between as the mediator to lead man back into the proper relationship with his creator. So Paul is giving us the instructions on how we ought to 
prepare for battle, to defend ourselves, but also strike back against the enemy who we are at war at. He says that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But you see what what the world calls war is a war between flesh and blood. That war that you see on the nightly news is the war that is going on between flesh and blood. One country against another. Another country is about to get involved to protect the interest that another that that country has in that other country. That same country is also buying goods from the country that is at war with the country that they're going to protect. You see, so the war that mankind talks about is the war of the flesh, the war over greed, the war of sin. But Paul is letting us know that this war that we are fighting, the one that we're fighting in our minds is not a fight or a war against flesh and blood. It is a war against the rulers and authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. That's where this war is being is being fought. We are the targets. We are the targets. It is portrayed as the war between the flesh. It is portrayed as the war between countries. It is a war within the world itself, the physical world itself. And as long as people are being distracted by the physical war that's taking place in this world, then the less chance or the less likelihood that they will prepare themselves for the spiritual war that's going on. See, this physical war is meant to hit the emotions of the physical man. But this spiritual war cannot be uh, it can, you cannot be protected from if you're so focused on what is physical rather than what is spiritual. That is why we have this war going on right now, because this war right now is nothing more than a than a distraction to what the physical war is doing in its place. So this is why traveling pulpit family, it is so important that you wear this armor. Paul says that, that we ought to take up the whole armor of God, that we may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand firm. And what are we standing firm with? You might ask, we are standing firm with the the belt of truth fastened around our waist, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, which protects our heart, having the shoes as the as the 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 readiness of the gospel of peace, being ready to go wherever the Lord sends us to tell somebody about the goodness of Jesus and and also Uh, taking up the shield of faith that we may be able to withstand the, the fiery darts that the shield will extinguish.
All we have to do is get behind the shield and it will protect us. That shield is like the presence of Christ in our lives. Then taking the helmet of salvation, the helmet to protect the war that's going on in the mind, to put a stop to the enemy's plots and plans, which are to destroy your mind. You see, traveling pulpit family, if he can destroy your mind, he can destroy your body because the mind and the heart are the are the the very vessels that need to be protected. The physical mind and the physical heart need to be protected. So does the spiritual mind and the spiritual heart need just as much protection. Which is why the breastplate and the helmet are mentioned. We need to protect not only our physical mind and our physical heart, but also our spiritual mind and our spiritual heart. We need to protect them. They need our protection. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Paul says that with it, with it, that you will be able to stand at all times praying with all prayer and supplication. Prayer is the most powerful weapon we have as believers traveling pulpit family. And the word of God is a powerful sword that is able to take offense it is sharper than any two-edged sword that mankind could make because this sword is the sword that comes from God. This sword is the word of God, and this sword will do a powerful blow to the enemy stronghold. This is what he does not want you to do. This is why the mind is so important to protect, because if he gets the mind he can he can destroy the rest of the body spiritually and physically. There are some people who have already given in to the spiritual deception that leads to the physical deception. There are so many that have done that, but there are so many who have not. And there are many, many more who are on the fence. So whom this message is meant for is whom this message is meant for. And I'm talking to you, whoever you are, whomever this message is meant for. My wife and I saw a a man on the interstate leaving breakfast this morning, leaning over the guardrail with his head in his hands, with his elbows resting on his knees, with it seemed to be all disparity just gone from his life, like he had nothing else to to go on, like he had reached the end of his rope. You know, it would be one thing to pull over in 70, 80 mile an hour traffic to try and give this man some money and if possible, a ride somewhere. 
But those things would be only temporary because the money would leave and the ride would be only for a short period down the road. And it would only be for temporary satisfaction. But you know what is everlasting traveling pulpit family is the prayer of salvation over this man. The invitation of the Holy Spirit coming in and encouraging him and reminding him that he is loved, that he is cared for, that there is one who sacrificed his life for him. Prayer is the most powerful weapon we have. It's not one thing to send another country resources that can be used in a country that desperately needs them just as much as another country does. But whether we are in this country or in that country, the whole world needs prayer. That's what this armor is about. It's about prayer, praying in the spirit that you put on the helmet, that you put on the breastplate, that you wear the belt, that you put on the shoes, that you take up the shield, and that you put the sword in your hand. It's about prayer because prayer is the most powerful weapon we have. But the Proverbs say, for as a man thinketh, so is he. If a man is in the world and he thinketh himself to be whatever he thinks that he can be, that's what he is, the Bible says. And there are too many men, too many men who have stepped down from their rightful position of leadership that have cowed down to the world and has become whatever the world has dictated to them that they become. Not standing up against the world to tell the world that I or that they are the man that God has created them to be. Notwithstanding the backlash of the destructiveness that the world is trying to dish out. Rather than put on the armor and stand up for the living God who sent his son into the world to die for our sins, to give us a chance to stand before the tree of life that we might have a right to it also, they've given up. They've given up. They've not worn the armor. They've not taken up the helmet or put on the breastplate or wrapped around their waist the belt or put on the shoes or taken up the shield or put the sword in their hand. They have not done so. What they have done is they have allowed the world to tell them who they are. And the world is a sick and perverted place. The world tells a man that he can be a woman. The world tells a woman that she can be a man. The world tells a, a, a woman that not only can you become a man, but you can become pregnant and that we will recognize you as being a pregnant man. This, this, this is a sick and perverted world. This is a sick and perverted world. Jesus has come so that he can separate a man from the world because the world only wants to destroy a man. 
That's all the world wants to do, wants to do is to destroy a man. To make him what he was not meant to be. And because of that, seeing that the woman has now become what she was not meant to be. Because the world has dictated to them. Do not put on the armor. It is of no importance. It is no good for you. It cannot help you. I can help you. But let me tell you something, traveling pulpit family. What is written in the word is for your benefit. What you do not uh, take from the word, what you do not uh, spend time doing in the word, what you do not change yourself from this world to what the word will have you change yourself into is of a consequence to you. It is time, Traveling Pulpit family, for you to make a choice for what, for as a, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So my question, Traveling Pulpit family, to you, my brothers, are you an armor wearer, an armor bearer, or are you a man of the world? And will continue to live in a world that only wants to see your destruction. I can tell you right now, traveling pulpit family, I want to see you as a man standing for God, wearing the armor, preparing for battle, fighting against those forces of evil that are in the heavenly places, not in the fleshly bodies. You are not my enemy. Those that are in this world, they're not my enemy. You have done nothing to me. I have done nothing to you. I do not count you as my enemy. I count you as my brother. And it is time that we recognize together who our true enemy is and wear that armor and begin to fight back. It is a battle worth fighting. The rewards are great, but the benefits are out of this world. So will you put on this armor and begin to battle against the spiritual forces that want to take over your life and destroy you? The choice is yours. Traveling Pulpit family, I want to thank you once again for allowing me just to come and just. uh, Wow. Just give you this word. You know, this 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 word, sometimes it doesn't come out as eloquent as we would like. But you know what, Traveling Pulpit family, the truth is not eloquent. The truth is what people do not want, although they say they want the truth. They cannot handle the truth. But right here at the Traveling Pulpit podcast and ministries, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get the truth. You're going to get the understanding that this is a hard world. This is a world that is built on death. But it's time, Traveling Pulpit family, that we begin to turn our face to the one who has put a stop to death for those who believe. Pay attention. 
He has come to put a stop to death for those who believe. Do you believe? Are you one who has belief in the one who has come to put an end to death for you? Do you know that? If you didn't know it, then you know it now. So with that said, Traveling Pulpit family, we are going into Facebook on Wednesdays, the Wednesday with the word, which is presented to you by the Traveling Pulpit podcast and ministries is doing great things. We are going through the series, The Greatest Life Ever Lived, and I would like for you to join us. All you have to do is follow Traveling Pulpit Ministries on Facebook, and you will get the notifications of when uh, the times, which is 1215 to 1245 every Wednesday. Uh, It's like a midweek motivational lunchtime message. Uh, If you can join, please, that will be grateful. But if not, it will stay up and you can uh, check it out. But please uh, like the page Traveling Pulpit Podcast and Ministries. And the word goes out every Wednesday at 1215 to 1245. I try to stay within that time frame because I do realize it is a lunch hour for a lot of people. So I do try to be respectful to your lunch hour. You know, the traveling pulpit is ministry in motion. So as you're going to get that burger, as you're going to get that sandwich or what it is that you want to, that salad, what it is that you were going to get for lunch that day, you can just turn on the the Wednesday with the word on Facebook live and you can take the word with you. That is what we do here at the traveling pulpit, a podcast and ministries. We are ministry in motion, meaning that you can take the word with you wherever you go. So with that being said, I want to give the benediction and let us go forth with the word of God in our hearts. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time now and forever. Amen. God bless Traveling Pulpit family. I love you and look forward to doing this with you on next week. Bye for now.